When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Karen Garner? At the time of making this video, this case is ongoing. It has not been resolved. This case involves a woman named Karen Garner and several police officers. It is important to note that the information in the review is largely taken from a lawsuit that was filed against the police. So these are allegations. I will put a link to the lawsuit and the other sources I used in the description for this video. This case starts on June 26, 2020. A 73-year-old woman named Karen Garner walked to a Walmart store in Loveland, Colorado. She is 5 feet tall, weighs about 80 pounds. She has cortical dementia and sensory aphasia. The expected symptoms with dementia would be impaired memory, thinking, and social skills. With the sensory aphasia, expected symptoms would be difficulty in understanding spoken language and symbols. So communicating would be difficult. Karen Gardner exited the Walmart carrying a Pepsi, t-shirt, candy bar, and some shout wipe refills. She did not pay for the items. They were $13.88 altogether, like the value of the items. Walmart employees stopped her. They brought her back in the store where they seized the items and refused to let her pay. She allegedly tried to pull off one of the employees' masks, and then she walked out of the store. She was walking toward her apartment. The Walmart employees called the police because of the mask incident, they did inform the police that they recovered their merchandise. A Loveland police officer named Austin Hopp responded to the call. He encountered Garner just a few blocks from the Walmart. She was walking in a field next to Mountain Lion Road. She was picking flowers. He turned on his emergency lights, but Garner did not appear to understand or notice. She continued walking. Hopp exited his vehicle and caught up with her quickly. He said to her, I don't think you want to play it this way. He asked her to stop and implied that he was puzzled that she didn't recognize what his lights meant. So already we see an unnecessarily aggressive tone. Garner looks back with a confused expression. In response, Hop said, do you need to be arrested right now? Garner turned away as if she was going to continue walking, but she did not even make it one step. Hop immediately grabbed her left arm and twisted it behind her back. He threw her to the ground and climbed on top of her, aggressively handcuffing her. This was at 4.36 p.m. Garner repeatedly yelled that she was going home throughout this process. She said that several times. As if things weren't bad enough for Garner, a second police officer named Daria Jalali now shows up. Jalali joins in with physical aggression 
as Hop has Garner pushed over the hood of his vehicle. Hop appeared to be displeased that Garner was not allowing both of her hands to go behind her back. She was handcuffed, but one hand was kind of around to the side. She was holding her wallet that only contained one item, her credit card. Hop pushed her left arm forward onto the hood of his car. At this time, a loud pop is audible. Her arm was fractured and her shoulder was dislocated. Garner was now in a lot of pain. She collapsed to the ground. Hop said, are you finished? Jalali shouted at Garner, saying, stand up, we are not going to hold you. Hop wrestled Garner's wallet from her hand and said to Jalali, see what she has. I guess kind of suggesting that Garner could be carrying some type of weapon or some type of illegal product. It's not really clear why he thought he was in danger or if he thought he was in danger at that moment because of what Garner had in her hand. Hop started patting his hand across Garner's body. He was searching her. She once again said that she was going home. Hop laughed at Garner and said, no, you're not. The actions of these officers attracted the attention of a concerned citizen. This individual stopped his vehicle and started recording the officers. The citizen saw the incident from the beginning, like he saw Hop approach Garner. At this point, the officers pushed Garner into Jalali's police vehicle, so they didn't like the scrutiny of this concerned citizen. The bystander said, do you have to use that much aggression? A fair question by any measure. Hop yelled back at him, this is none of your business, get out of here. The citizen refused to leave. Hop then walked over to confront the citizen. The citizen said he'd watched the whole time and seen Hop beat up that little kid. Hop laughed at the citizen saying, it was not a kid, it was an old lady. I guess Hop thought it was okay to attack an old lady. I'm not really sure what he meant there. I guess perhaps he also just could have been making fun of the citizen for misidentifying Garner, calling her a kid when she was not a kid. The citizen wanted to report Hop and asked the name of his sergeant. Hop told him that his sergeant's name was Metzler and the citizen could call him anytime. The citizen continued to express concern regarding the level of violence being used. Hop said, this is what happens when you fight the police. Hop then lied to the citizen, saying that Garner started running and tried to fight him. The citizen accessed his phone, where the video was that showed that Garner was not running when Hop approached. Hop then ran away from the citizen. He did not walk. He actually ran away. At this point, the officers pulled Garner out of the police vehicle and placed a hobble around her legs. This was in an effort to further restrain her. The sergeant that Hop referred to before, named Phil Metzler, then shows up. So at first we see Garner and Hop, then Garner and two officers. Now Garner is confronted with three officers. So her situation is getting increasingly dire. Metzler assisted the other two officers as they attempted to put Garner back in the vehicle. The officers dropped Garner and her face landed on the ground. They then lifted her again and put her in the vehicle. Metzler seemed to want to know what was going on. He started talking to Hop, then turned off his own body camera. Metzler then went to deal with the concerned citizen who was still there. Metzler threatened the citizen with arrest for inserting himself into the situation. He also pointed his finger in the citizen's face. The officers transported Garner to the station. They did not seek any type of medical care or mental health assistance 
for Garner. They handcuffed her to a bench as she continued to cry out in pain. Garner specifically indicated several times that her shoulder hurt. Hop, Jalali, and another officer named Tyler Blackett watched Hop's body camera footage from behind the desk at the police station. So this was the footage of the arrest. The officers were captured by a camera mounted in the police station. They can be seen joking with each other about the various events as they came up on the body camera video. They seem quite proud of their use of violence against Garner. The police then transported Garner to jail. They didn't tell anybody at the jail about their use of force, her complaints about being in pain, or her mental health symptoms. They went so far as to indicate on the transport paperwork that she had no injuries. The jail would not release her to the emergency room until 10.38 p.m. I mentioned before that Hop's use of violence started at 4.36 p.m. So here we see six hours and two minutes with no medical care, no mental health care, no compassion or concern whatsoever. At the time making this video, Hop, Jalali, and Metzler apparently resigned from the police force. Potential criminal behavior is being investigated. The charges against Karen Garner were dropped. Now moving to my analysis. There are many disturbing elements in this case. Clearly, aggression was unnecessary. Anybody should have known that Garner may have had mental health symptoms. Garner wasn't resisting. She was not violent. Nobody was ever in danger in that situation except Garner. The level of callousness displayed by the officers is astounding. When they were at the jail watching Hop's body camera footage, Jalali said, I hate this. Hop said, this is great. Tyler Blackett said, I love it. As they continued to watch the computer screen, one officer said, it's like TV. Another said, the body cam show. Toward the end of the video, Hop talks about how Garner is the first person he ever used the hobble restraint on during an arrest. He said, I was super excited. I was like, all right, let's wrestle, girl. Let's wreck it. I got her on the ground and all that stuff. I got her cuffed up, threw her on the ground a couple of times. He seemed, again, quite proud of his accomplishments. In addition to all the mistakes made during the arrest, the police only compounded the damage they caused by not seeking help for Garner. The officers knew she was injured. Not only did she tell them, but at one point they took a picture of her with her sweatshirt draped over her left dislocated shoulder, as if they were trying to hide the evidence of their handiwork. Another key problem in this case that gets overlooked because of the horrors that Garner endured is how the police tried to intimidate that concerned citizen. That citizen was a hero in this case. You had Garner and these three armed and armored individuals who were terrorizing her. And this one citizen with his phone stood there and confronted them, stood up for what was right. He was the only one trying to help her. Good for him for not backing down. Citizens have the right and increasingly perhaps even the responsibility to record the police. When confronted with the truth of their bad behavior, the police in this case turned to intimidation tactics. At no time was flexible thinking employed. It never occurred to them that they should admit they were wrong and stop harming Karen Garner. I think what happens in these situations is the police become more committed to destructive behavior. They don't want to back down. 
They are there to dominate, and no concerned citizen is going to tell them what to do. One item this case highlights is how police officers keep turning their body cameras off. We see this over and over. Police will do this to cover up their bad acts. They'll do it to have private conversations, sometimes, I think, to conspire, to get stories straight. I find this topic interesting because the first answer to this problem seems pretty simple. Don't put off switches on police body cameras. But then we see the other side of the argument, and that is, do we really want the police recording everything? There's a privacy issue for the public that comes into play, not to mention the fact that police officers are human, and they deserve to have private interactions, even when they're on duty. Not with the public, but with family and friends, people like that. I think that the camera should be on the vast majority of the time when police are working, including, again, interacting with the public, and at several other times, like when they're driving. I have concerns about giving the officer the ability to turn it off, but I don't have a solution to this problem. I can see that there is this idea that it could infringe on their privacy, but again, these are armed agents of the government to which society has granted tremendous power. Keeping officers accountable may outweigh privacy. Now for my final thoughts on this case. I understand that many police officers are excitement-seeking. They didn't become officers to sit and do paperwork. But when coming across somebody like Karen Garner, I would hope compassion would be the first feeling the officer would have. Not, oh good, here's an opportunity for me to get involved in physical combat. It's one thing for officers to use a little bit too much force when they're being attacked. It's another for them to introduce violence when that violence was completely unnecessary. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save